If we are living in the apostolic age, or this is the apostolic times, then we should be following the teachings of the apostles. I believe that with all my heart. But Paul warned Timothy, the time will come when men will not endure sound doctrine. Welcome to The Healing Touch with Bishop Ronald F. Kimball, presiding bishop of the Life Center Churches. You can find out more about Bishop Kimball and Life Center Church at www.thelifecenter.org. Now, here's Bishop Kimball with today's message. Now, we're going to be coming from the Word of God. The message today is the church, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, what happened to the church from 2,000 years ago. Using that as a round number, we don't know the exact date, but we'll say 2,000 and some years ago. Many things have been said about today's church that, man, we, we set the church back 50 years. We set the church back 20 years. But let me go so far as to say, maybe we need to set it back 2,000 years. Maybe we need to go back and start from the beginning because what the scripture teaches, and I believe the scriptures are good for all times. The Bible is relevant for all times. God speaks throughout history. He declares the end from the beginning. So God has encapsulated all of time in his word so that we should know. And I want to just ask you to call somebody now because what you're going to hear today is something that I really believe the Spirit of God has put upon both of our hearts to speak from the book of Acts like never before. A few months back early on, the Lord had given me the book of Job and I went through the book of Job to understand some things about Job. And day by day by day, I'm experiencing a run into someone who is experiences something from the book of Job and how God has brought us to this point. Knowing the times from the foundation of the world, he knew we would be here today and God has fixed it so you can be where you are today to hear what he's saying to us. I thank you for it. Now, just to say as far as this pandemic is concerned, these times we live in and are concerned, people are asking when are we going to come back to church and when things going to change. And I want to be here as much as anybody wants to be here. But we do know the scripture admonishes us, every soul be subject to the governing authorities or to the higher powers. Now, I want you to really hear what God is saying today in relation to his church. The church now, the church when it first started. Where was the breakdown? How did we get here? And one of the first things I wrote down is, at no time was the church left to the will of man. It didn't start by the will of man. It was not left to the will of man. I believe you said something to me just a few moments ago before we started about the will of man, the church left to the will of man. Could you repeat that for me? Well, basically what I was sharing with Bishop prior to his coming on that the scripture clearly makes it known to the world, to all creation, that the church belongs to Christ. Yeah. Christ established the church when he spoke in Acts 16, verse 18, and he said, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell would not prevail. 
on this rock is synonymous with foundation. Mm -hmm. The revelation of who Christ is, is what every believer stands on in order to grow in the things of God. And Christ, he is the builder and the protector of his, his church. church. That's, that's exactly right. Now this week I wrote down 10 things about the church that I gleaned from the book of Acts and I think it's very, very important. I'll get to that just a little later, but I want to first start by saying the church in the book of Acts, which I think Acts is more of a history book than a theological book. It's more about the history of the church. Uh, Luke did a wonderful job when he wrote the book of Luke and then he followed up with the book of Acts. And I want you to realize something here. Now, the Gospels were not written by those who followed Jesus around and day by day they were writing in a diary. It was some decades after Christ had passed before this, these books had started being, being written. So we're not dealing with reading from something that somebody actually followed Jesus around writing down. It was decades. I mean, over, I don't know how many years to be exact, scholars don't agree with that, but it wasn't a diary that was written day by day. Some time lapse between that. But God, being who he is, made sure, I believe, that what was written was what he wanted written. What was recorded was what God has purposed to be recorded. So the church during the days of Acts when it first started, it was not something that everybody was looking forward to. The law, or what I would say the Pharisees and those religious leaders of the day, they were not looking for something like this to happen. Even though they had the prophets, even though they had all that God had spoken about, they still didn't realize what was happening. And it's very, very important that we understand that. See, Acts tells us how God took a group of people, 120 to be exact from that upper room. They had no building. They had no budget. They had no clout to deal with the officials. They had nothing to work with. So God lets us know that what we think we need to serve him may not be what we need. These people had nothing to establish what we call today a church. All it was was Jesus showing up now through the power of the Holy Spirit. As he told his disciples in John, I will be no longer with you, but in you. He refers to it as a spirit of truth. All the truth we need to know about God and to understand about God must come through the Holy Spirit. He will testify of me. He will show you things to come. All of this Jesus spoke. Now, the acts of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts is more than just sermon material. It's more than just history. I believe it is a book for all times. If we are living in the apostolic age, or this is the apostolic times, then we should be following the teachings of the apostles. I believe that with all my heart. But Paul warned Timothy, the time will come when men will not endure sound doctrine. Each year that goes by, we get closer and closer to that day 
And I don't think we're too far away. As a matter of fact, I think we've entered that time. It just hasn't really been fully bloomed yet. Men will not endure sound doctrine, but they will heap to themselves teachers more than one, having itching ears. There's a certain message the people of God want to hear today. If you talk about sin, it's a condemning message. If they're not happy, God wasn't in the place. We always come up with something that will satisfy what we believe God wants and God is saying. Well, if you listen to us today, we want to try to correct some of that from the Word of God. What is it, Pastor King, that would you say is where we are right now? Well, I think first and foremost, Bishop, that we have to understand, uh, come to grips with what God does. God speaks in time. Yes. And his words have eternal ramifications. Yes. Yes. So when God speaks, it is not just to who may be there and that geographical location as Jesus spoke, but even today, here we are in the 21st century, and the ramifications of that truth still is permeating throughout the earth. Yes. If the 21st century church is to be effective today, mm -hmm. then it is imperative that we come to grips with and comply with the manner in which the first church was established and functioned. Furthermore, the needs of the first church are the same exact needs that we have today yes, in sir. our churches. Yes, sir. And that's three things. And you did such an awesome job, Bishop, of bringing that out a couple of weeks ago. And that is we need, just like the first church, we need the Holy Spirit. That is a necessity. Yes. We need the leaders. That is a necessity. And the message. The message. And there's only one message, and that is the message of Jesus Christ. That's, that's, that's And correct. the thing about the Holy Spirit also is that the Holy Spirit was not given to be flaunted mm -hmm. or paraded about. It was given for the purpose of serving God and doing his will. That's right. I we like have that. taken the Holy Spirit in today's <laughs> church because someone may have a talent or a gifting and the way that it is displayed, we leave it in the four walls. It never brings the glory to God that he uh, deserved and accomplished yes. the will in which he sent the mm. Holy Spirit to do. That's exactly right. And he came and Jesus lets us know that nothing happened in that church without Jesus. Nothing happened without Jesus. In John 14 and John 16, Jesus said, already spoken before that time. In John 14, verse 16 and 17, Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, another, not another of a different kind, another of the same kind. So in essence, what Jesus is saying, he will give you another me. The Holy Spirit shouldn't operate any different than Jesus operated in relation to the Father. Because these three are one. Amen. They agree at one. The Holy Spirit does not operate outside of God or his son Jesus. Yes. Jesus does not operate without the Holy Spirit and authority from his Father. You have them all together. Not too long ago, we had this discussion well, I had a discussion, and we were talking about different type men. And the brother says to me, well, you know, Jesus never said anything about the subject of homosexuality. He never said anything. 
Well, if it's in the Bible, Jesus has something to do with it. These three are one. Mm -hmm. God spoke it. The Holy Spirit was in agreement and Jesus was in agreement. It's not, we can't say Jesus never said anything. In him, all things consist. He made all things. He created all things for him and by him. So there is something Jesus said. He may not have said it in the New Testament or he may not have said it in a specific book, but he was part of the word of God. As a matter of fact, he is the word of God. So John says here in verse 16, he will send you another helper, a paraclete, a comforter, that he may be with you forever. That's Jesus. This is what Jesus is saying. Then he went on to say in verse 17, that is the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. That's why it doesn't bother me when people disagree with me Mm -hmm. or disagree with the scripture because they cannot receive the spirit of truth. So the truth about God can only come through the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus is saying, because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abide with you at the moment he spoke that and Mm -hmm. will be in you. We see that in the book of Acts. He said, I will not leave you as offerings. I will come to you. Now, this, this is the word of Jesus. Then in, in chapter 15 and verse 26, look at the word he says here. When the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the spirit of truth. It is the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. Any truth about God or from God can be understood through the Holy Spirit. You may enjoy the message. You may get excited about the message, but that's not God's goal. God's goal is for you to get truth. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring this up from a week or so ago. Truth will benefit your life in your beliefs and in your behavior. Amen. In your beliefs, it helps strengthen your faith. You need the truth to strengthen your faith. The truth from God. And you need the spirit of God with your behavior. And I'll get to that just a little later. The spirit of truth, he calls the spirit of truth, who proceeds from the father, he will testify about me. And we don't find too much testimony about Jesus. Everybody wants to tell you how to be successful in life, how you could do this, how you could do that. Come on, people of God. God has already laid out your life, a plan for your life. This is what the Psalm says in Psalms 139. Before any of them were to be, before you entered into any of those days, God had already decided. Even today, God knew this pandemic would be here. He knew Trump would be president. None of this stuff is foreign to God. That's right. None of it. That's why Paul said, pray for those in authority that we may live a quiet and peaceable life. This man who we call the president, he cannot do anything apart from our heavenly father. Amen. So why are we so excited? Well, the Democrats and Republic, what about the Lord Jesus Christ and the truth? Yes. That's what's going to rule. Yes. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. If you like this message in its entirety, contact us by phone at 407-628-3229, extension 114, or visit our online store at www.thelifecenter.org.